Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Philippines win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. I'm Tom Ackerman. What a show we have loaded up for you today. Hello, BK. Hello, TA. We have an exciting one. Let me lay it all out for you. This in the business is what you call churn. Churn. <laughs> That's an old uh, an old term for TV and radio where you stir it up and you show them the topics that you're going to have for a show. And you create a little discussion amongst uh, you and me. So, okay, so here's here's what we have. We're going to open this thing up with who should be in the college football playoff. And I'm going to go in depth as to what happened in the top 10. I don't think anybody outside of the top 10 has a shot. Uh, and I don't think that some teams in the top 10 have a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who are the top four teams in the country? I know this. Georgia's number one. Boy, yeah. they put it on Missouri, didn't they? I mean, Missouri has... Issues we know that uh, it's it was expected that they were going to lose the game. They did cover <laughs> the hey, spread. The spread know, was forty at kickoff, that's right. uh, but forty three to six. No surprise there. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm impressed with Illinois. Now they, they've had some downs. I mean, losing to Rutgers, they should not yeah. be doing. Uh, but they went at Minnesota, and they're building something there. I don't know which team is ahead right now. Is Missouri a better program? Is Illinois a better program? I'm going to say Missouri. They're competing in a very good conference in the SEC, and and Luther Burden is coming. But Illinois, you know, this is what Brett Bielema does, building blocks, and he works on inside out. You know, Missouri has a lot of firepower, but they have uh, potentially mm-hmm. with playmakers, but they have to build that line, Brian. I mean, yeah. their, their yeah. offensive line and their defensive line have got to be great in this SEC or they won't survive. Could Missouri beat a decent SEC team on the road like Illinois knocked off Penn State? No, I don't think so. But and but then, Minnesota know. yesterday, who was, you know, that's a that's a decent team there. It is, and I don't think Missouri is equipped to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and But you can make the argument, I guess, if you're an SEC fan, that the SEC is tougher than the Big Ten. I'm not so sure. I mean, the Big Ten has had a lot of teams. Uh, one of them got knocked off yesterday, but by right. a Big Ten by team. By a Big Ten I team, I mean, right. you know, Michigan State went into Purdue. Purdue's good. Mm-hmm. And Lee Corso was the one who picked him. I Did mean, he really? Lee, uh-huh. you know, he's he's been doing this a long time. And, you know, I know he puts on the mascot head and all that stuff, but he was 100% right on college game day. He mm-hmm. said, not so fast, my friend. Purdue's going to win this game wow. straight up. And they took down Michigan State, just like he said. Purdue's got a, a team. So, like you said, I mean, the, the Big Ten is very strong. Illinois has been impressive. I'm not sure that Missouri can do that right now, but we'll see. I mean, they've got they've got a lot of work to do. And Illinois, that's impressive. Um, here's a shout-out, a couple of them, in the area of soccer. 
I want to get this uh, out there before I do anything. Uh, in high school soccer yesterday, SLU, in some areas, they're number four in the country. Really? There are some rankings that have him them as the number four, St. Louis U High, as the fourth best team in the nation. They lost yesterday in their district championship to John Burroughs. Our producer, James O'Sullivan, knows the thing or two. He's called a few games over at Burroughs. But the men's soccer, the boys' soccer team there won one to nothing. They were wow. outshot 19 to four, but their goaltender, Tucker Deloge, we just talked about him on the show. James called one of his field goals. Oh, yeah. Tucker yeah, that's Del- right. That's he's right. the goaltender for Burroughs, mm-hmm. and he was spectacular, and Burroughs beat Slew wow. in a monster upset. Yes. I mean, that could be one of the biggest upsets I've ever seen in high school sports. I wasn't there, but I saw and heard and read about it. It's in the Post-Dispatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so congratulations to Burroughs. Men's soccer at St. Louis University is awesome. They're yes. unbeaten, one of two unbeaten teams in the country. They beat Dayton 2 to nothing. The women play today. They're chasing championships over there, too. So yep. Slew is on fire right now, and at 10.30, we'll hear from Travis Ford, the head coach of the Billikens, who is their biggest cheerleader. Uh, he has been all over it on Twitter for the, both the men's and women's soccer programs. 10.45, Darren Pang. So the Blues analyst, he's uh, hitting a little white ball around today, getting ready for watching some Blues and Ducks tonight. And the Blues should have Ryan O'Reilly back, Brian. Yes, and he, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, why is he a leader? Why is he the captain? Well, he was out on the ice as soon as he could get out on the ice. As soon as they let him, he was out before practice. And he was out after practice, working on his shot, working on different skills. And that is what a leader is. That's one of those guys. You didn't have to say anything. But when his teammates see him out there after practice, they come out to hit practice and, oh, look, O'Reilly's already out here. That's the leader. And that's why he is as great a player as he is. He is such a great player. And the Blues are good. I mean, the Blues have had, they, they had a loss the other night to the Kings in a shootout. But if you look at the standings right now in the West, I mean, the Blues are in pretty good shape right now. So, I mean, there's there's nothing to be ashamed of on their part. They're going to be strong. They're going to be a contender this year. And with Ryan O'Reilly, they just need to play with a full deck. I mean, COVID's just been knocking them left and right. Tory Krug, Billy yeah. Huso, Kyle Clifford. Did I miss anybody? Sod's back. O'Reilly's back. But it's just kind of a domino effect throughout. So we'll hopefully they can get it all together and get themselves full. But right now they're showing that they have some depth. They play Anaheim tonight at 7 o'clock. At 11.15, our NFL picks with Lauren Lovett. Chiefs and Packers today at 3.25. Packers without Aaron Rodgers will have the game on KMOX. Chiefs have to win it. They're 4-4, four and four, no excuse. Must win this game at home. I don't care who the Packers are. That's a game they have to capture to go 5-4, and four, protect home field, and get themselves in playoff position. 11.30, Mike Claiborne. The Missouri Sports Hall of Fame is going to induct him a week from today, Mm -hmm. along with a bunch of people that we know and love. Klaibs is one of our absolute favorites, and we'll talk to him also about Skip Schumacher. Yes. They're going to finalize KMOX and many other outlets uh, confirmed over the weekend. It is in the finalizing stage right now. And the reason, BK, is that they want to – they do this every year. They announce the whole staff. Yeah. So they want to make sure not only Schumacher but some other spots are finalized, and then they'll announce everybody. That makes sense, and it's always fun to bring back a popular guy like Skip. You know, one of those guys who you knew, fundamentally sound, knows the game of baseball, has, uh, you know, 
uh, cut his teeth in a few other places on his way back to St. Louis. It's going to be great to have him back on the bench. It is. And then finally at 1145, we will hear from the folks at Bell Reef Country Club. Mm. We had, you and I were both out there. Uh, there were a number of people representing KMOX out there. Uh, Golf Happy Hour co-host Marina Horton was out there. We had uh, Dan Reardon, our longtime golf editor, was there. And we enjoyed that day. I mean, oh, the 2030 beautiful. President's Cup. I know it's a long way away, but there's a lot of work to do. And I understand, and I actually appreciate the fact that some people don't understand what that is because we have nine years to tell you. Yeah. Uh, but I'm telling you right now that it is a world event. This is not a golf tournament. This is right. a world event that people all over the world will be watching. And in 2030, it will have grown to a level that uh, a lot of people appreciate in this game, but it's the build-out on the course, it will be a city much like the PGA Championship, but in some ways bigger when it comes to international competition. It's a different style of event than what you're used to seeing, it's kind of like the Ryder Cup. Yeah. And Bell Reeve has much more to come. It is a golf course that has captured the attention of the PGA Tour. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing of all. It's not the, the President's Cup alone. It's the fact that St. Louis has landed as a golf destination. Ascension Charity Classic was a big part of building that, too. Yeah, well, it's interesting. In talking to the PGA people over there at Bell Reeve the other day, they said one of the things that really put St. Louis on the golf map was a tournament that was never played, the 2001 American Express Championship, which was... Uh, the week of September 11th, and we all remember what happened and how the tournament got canceled. But they were saying how, you know, leading up to it, the, the ticket sales, the corporate support, everything was so perfect that even though that tournament never took place, it sent a message to the PGA that, hey, St. Louis is hungry for top-level golf. Of course, we had the PGA Championship a few years before that. But that, you know, it let them know that this is a golf-supporting town, and that's why they keep coming back with these major tournaments, the President's Cup. I love golf tournaments. I really love these match play events. I mean, the crowds. You know, watch the Ryder Cup. Watch the President's Cup when it's played again. The crowds are amazing. We'll have people from all around the world coming to St. Louis. They'll all be dressed up in their get-ups. I asked Bill DeWitt third. He was saying how he's going to have to get out his. I well, what's, what's your costume for this? I said, well, i got time to figure it out. But, you know, there'll be people out there in their, their Uncle Sam hats, and who knows what you're going to see. And it's just going to be a great atmosphere, a great event. So much fun, and we have absolutely arrived as a golf town. Just ask Jack Nicholas, who is mm -hmm. building a golf course at Normandy. He is going to be very involved in that. Ask Tiger Woods. Saw it for himself. He's seen it before, but I don't know that he ever, I mean, he said, point blank, I mean, he said in 2018, I wish we could play in front of crowds like this every weekend. Yeah. Well, Tiger, we're, we're, <laughs> you're going to play in front of crowds. Hopefully he's back playing at some point, but mm -hmm. his uh, colleagues are going to be playing in front of crowds in St. Louis, I believe, for a long, long time. I think yeah. there's much more to come. For sure. Brian Kelly, appreciate it. You bet. That's our show, 10 to noon today. Let's get going next after the break with our college football rundown right after this. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown! 
touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back to the show. Tom Ackerman with you. Travis Ford, the head coach of the Billikens, coming up at the bottom of the hour. Darren Pang at 1045. Well... What a day of college football. We were entertained again, unless you're a Missouri fan. I don't know that you had so much fun with that. 43-6, to Georgia beats Missouri and does little to tarnish its status as the number one team in college football. They look great, and Missouri's defense, it's not a surprise. They've really struggled, and Georgia kind of had their way with them. Missouri went up 3 to nothing on a 36-yard field goal by Harrison Mevis, and then Georgia rattled off 40 unanswered points. They were up 26-3 at the half, 40-3 after three quarters, and won the game 43-6. And there are no unbeaten teams left in the Big Ten either, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Number one, Georgia is in place. And I think the question after that is, who are the teams in the college football playoff? We know Georgia is one. So who's two? Well, right now... The ranking says that Alabama is two. Alabama was not its dominant self yesterday. Defensively, they were okay. Offensively, they had some struggles moving the ball against LSU. And actually, we're very fortunate or opportunistic, however you want to look at it, in recovering a fumble late and hanging on to a 20-14 to 14 win over LSU. Alabama is number two, and they probably will stay there. I'm not sure that they drop necessarily. I think they stay at two. Now, number three is going to drop, and that's Michigan State. They're in big trouble here. They went to Purdue and lost 40-29. to How far will they fall is a question. It's a very good program and a great win over Michigan last week, but it was... You know, this happens all the time. Teams have a letdown the following week, and Purdue's really good. They've got a great passing attack, and Aiden O'Connell to David Bell. If that was in the if that was Alabama, they'd be talking about Heisman Trophy for either of them. I mean, the, the, well, definitely for Bell. Uh, O'Connell threw for 536 yards, 536 against Michigan State. So not only do they lose the game. But if you give up 536 passing yards, the committee's not going to like that. So they lose the game, and the Boilermakers have beaten a top three team for the second time this season. They beat Iowa on the road, and now they've beaten Michigan State. The number four team is Oregon. And maybe you've forgotten about them, but Oregon is legit. They went to Washington and won 26-16. They've won at Ohio State. This Oregon team has been steady. And here they are in a great position. They're probably going to move up. I think they should to number three. Number five team is Ohio State. Ohio State had to hang on to win at Nebraska 26-17. I thought that game would be a lot more lopsided, but the Buckeyes had a little trouble against the Cornhuskers but find a way to win 26-17. I wonder what the committee will do there. My guess is they move up to four. The number six team is Cincinnati. They won, but they hurt themselves. They won against Tulsa 28-20 at home, but Tulsa had a team that should have been blown out. They were 3-5 and coming into the game, and they actually had a chance to tie it late and fumbled at the goal line and lost this game 28-20 at the end. Bearcats are 9-0, and but it's not a convincing 9-0, and and they really have one great win, and that was at Notre Dame, which is a great win. But you might need more than that. Really not a playoff team right now, but Cincinnati can just keep winning and let everybody else drop and then see if they could end up at four. But right now they're at six and they won the game 28, 20 over Tulsa. The number seven team is Michigan, Michigan beat Indiana 29 to seven. That's what they absolutely had to do. And they did. 
and they just are kind of hanging on now, and Michigan State losing, I don't know, necessarily helps them because they lost to Michigan State, but we'll see if they can inch up a little bit. Number eight, Oklahoma. I'll be very curious to see what the committee does with them. They did not play yesterday, but they are unbeaten, and they are a team that people are kind of wondering how good they really are. Well, they haven't lost yet, so we'll see what happens to Oklahoma moving forward. Number nine, Wake Forest hadn't lost but didn't have a signature win, and now they've lost at North Carolina 58-55. That's going to severely hurt any chance that they had. Number 10, Notre Dame steady. They beat Navy 34-6. So there's your top 10. I'm not sure that anybody else has a shot here. Number 11, Oklahoma State got a win. Uh, Number 12, Baylor lost. So they they fall out of this. Auburn's 13. They lost to number 14, Texas A&M. So it really comes down to... What will the committee do with Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, and to some extent, Michigan and Oklahoma? Where does all that go and how far does Michigan State fall? When we come back, we'll talk about the Billikens. Travis Ford, the head coach at St. Louis University, next on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. It's 1033, joining us live, and he'll be doing that throughout the season based on availability, of course, Travis Ford. Always respectful of your time, and the head coach of the Billikens joins us on KMOX, the home of the Billikens. Can't wait to get those games going, Coach. Hey Tom, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh it's here. It's here. We're uh we'll throw it up here in a couple of days in our home opener on Tuesday night. So uh basketball season is here. Yes, it is. It's always an interesting time, isn't it, for a head coach? Because I know you're excited to get out on the floor, but you also are counting the hours because that's how much time you have still to to put some last minute things in and, and then see what you got. <laughs> you're you're a hundred percent correct. Um, I've been I've been in the office since early this morning. I've got two days today and tomorrow. Uh, you know, preparate big preparation days, and I've been going over all the things that uh, uh, as you go in your first game, all the things you you're wondering if you covered enough or if you've had. There's some things we haven't even had a chance to put in yet, uh, and uh, you start uh, just kind of going over everything and. Uh, it always gets here so fast. In the summertime, it looks like it's never going to get here. But uh, when October hits, it moves quick. Yeah, no doubt. I'm going to hit you up some for some advice here pretty soon because tomorrow is my first practice. I'm going to coach my fifth grade girls at oh. uh, at Ladue. We're, we're I love it. First practice tomorrow, my friend. So. Well, good time. That is great. I, that is wonderful. You'll, uh, you're you're going to have a great time. I'm excited. I want to install some offense right away, but I think I just want to go over the fundamentals. Like one of the things, Coach, and actually this applies even at your level, Division One men's basketball, and I, I learned this from Bob Knight back when I was at IU, is that what's the first thing that you learn in basketball? Catch the ball. And actually that is a skill that not everybody has, and to catch it, and to catch it in position. And that's the first thing I'm going to coach. Well, that's good. We start every practice with that. Every practice, we have a drill. We call it bounce pass, check pass. Two guys standing across from each other, two balls. 
one guy's bounce passing, the other guy's chest passing at the same time, and it makes you focus. It gets you mentally ready for practice, but it really works on your hand-eye coordination. And we start every practice with passing and catching and ball handling drills and jump stop drills. Uh, it, it never stops. It doesn't matter how old you are. Absolutely right. What, what does your team look like here? And, and I guess we'll start with the obvious is that you took a, a big hit with the loss of Javante Perkins, who is such a tremendous talent. We know that such a great young man. I know you're going to give him all the support in the world and, and that your depth will be tested right away. It will be, you know, it's, uh, you know, it seems to always be the case, but it, 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 when you lose, you know, we got to go back a little bit even, Tommy. You, you know, when you lose a guy like Jordan Goodwin, Hassan French, and, and now Javante Perkins, you know, you kind of, and especially with Javante in the last, you know, 10 days, uh, you've got to kind of re-identify yourself, what, what it's going to be your identity. Our, our identity has been so much about those guys. Uh, now we're going to need other guys to step up. We are, you know, we're not concerned. We we have great faith that, you know, Yuri can even do more. Fred Thatch, TJ Hardgrove, you know, we got some big guys inside. We love our team. We think we can still uh, be a really, really good basketball team, an exciting team. But uh, it, it's going to take a little bit of time uh, as we continue to identify uh, all the different ways we're going to score, uh, you know, and, and, and figure out, you know, different rotations now. Uh, but that's part of the challenge. We enjoy that. And, uh, I, you know, we're just trying to win games as, as we do that. No doubt. What have you learned in these exhibition contests that you put out on the floor at Chaffetz? Well, be honest with you, we didn't get much out of the first one. Uh, it's the game, obviously, Javante got hurt. Um, you know, the second one, we were very inconsistent. Uh, didn't play very well the first half defensively at all. Um, and then we we were able to change a few things at halftime, and guys came back uh, a little focused in the second half. So, you know, we came out of there understanding guys got to be more consistent. Uh, you know, we've got some, you know, freshmen playing, some first-year guys here playing and understanding that, uh, you know, you can't take plays off. It's a, you know, as the old coaches say, it's a 40-minute game, but it really is. You don't want to, you know, it doesn't matter what the score is. You don't want to let bad habits creep in at any point in time. So you got to be locked in, focused. Uh, you know, we're, we're still just a work in progress at this point. When you look at your team and you see the numbers for the past few years, and again, we're talking about Jordan Goodwin, Hassan French, as you mentioned, Javante Perkins, but you do have a team that really shares the basketball well, at least from an assist standpoint, which assists are rewarded when somebody scores. Uh, but your passing has been a big part of what you do, and I would imagine then that your offense really starts with the success of Yuri Collins. Uh, no question. You know, we're just very fortunate, lucky to have a, a young man running our team like Yuri, who is the the ultimate team player, great passer, as you mentioned, just makes everybody around him better. Uh, there'll be nights he scores a few more points than other nights, but his first and foremost job is one A and B is being an elite defender, change the game defensively, and then run our team. And uh, he he can do that at a very very high level. Uh, and I think it becomes contagious. His passing becomes you know contagious to the other guys. Hopefully, and the need, as we say, we we need passing as a weapon. Our passing needs to be something that is identifiable as something that is a strength of our team because passing always makes you know, helps you get open shots. And we, we've got to be able to pass up a good shot 
to be able to make a pass for a great shot. And uh, we're, we're, we're on our way. It's close. Uh, I'm anxious to see how it turns out Tuesday. That's exciting. Uh, Francis Socorro, what have you observed so far, and what can Billiken fans be anticipating from your big man? Yeah, you know, Francis is a guy that just keeps getting better in practice because he took seven months off because of his surgery last uh, last winter. And so he's still kind of knocking off a lot of that rust that he had. And we started, we're starting to see him become a little more consistent in practice, understanding the system better. Um, and, and that's a work in progress for all the new players understanding the system. It's, you know, they probably haven't picked it up quite as quick as, as we had hoped. Um, but he's probably coming off a couple of his best practices of the year. Um, you know, again, a guy that uh, I think can affect the game on both ends, on defensively shot blocking, can defend multiple positions. Uh, and then he's a big body offensively that hopefully can score around the rim and uh, be a great screener. Uh, you know, he's played at, the, at a very high level at Oregon, so hopefully that can carry over to help us be successful. And also a, a newcomer that I know all eyes will be on, Jordan Nesbitt. There is a learning curve here. It's Division One men's basketball, but he is exciting. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, he passes the eye test. When you go to a Billikens game, your eyes are going to be drawn to Nesbitt. Yeah, no doubt. He, he's a special talent, a young man that loves to play the game, um, plays it with great passion. You know, no, again, typical of all freshmen. Uh, you know, whereas in high school, it's just all about you. And you can go kind of, you know, not probably a lot of plays ran and, you don't have to worry about that. You kind of go do your thing. Uh, and, and when you get to this level and playing, you know, within a system and other really good players, it takes some time to learn it. Uh, and, you know, he's doing – he's working hard every day. We're just – you know, a, another big thing is consistency with him every day. Consi- you have a great consistency with, with the effort it takes to play at this level. And uh, he's working hard every day. And we do believe he uh, has a chance to be really, really good. We're talking to Travis Ford, the head coach of the Billikens. His team starts on Tuesday night right here on KMOX against Central Arkansas, and then you'll play the very next night against Harris Stowe, and then two days later at home against Eastern Illinois. What about that schedule, three games in four days? Yeah, I think in my 25 years as a college head coach, I don't think I've ever done this, not even close. Um, It just kind of happened this way. Uh, with the Harris Stowe being a late add-on just because, uh, you know, we had one more game to add and we didn't have any space for it because of finals week. We can't play during finals week and kind of how everything fell. So it kind of just happened. Um, but, you know, you mentioned Tuesday night. We open up Tuesday night, November 9th, 7 o'clock, and it's a big night, opening night, but also we're honoring, you know, Ford Stewart, uh my nephew and an assistant coach here. So we would love to pack the house on Shea. We'd like everybody to come out, try to get here 15, 20 minutes early if you can, because we are going to honor him before the game. We're going to have a lot of family members here. Obviously his wife and son are going to be here. So it's a special night to honor him. And we'd love to have a packed shape. It's arena. Well, and our love is definitely surrounding your family. And I know that the Billiken family is right by your side and we can't wait for Tuesday night to, 
Make sure that we honor your family, Ford Stewin, and the great Billikens through the years that this is just always an exciting time to see basketball again and to have people. Now, there is protocol in place, and we want fans to know that. And you probably should go to slewbillikens.com just to review the policy before you go. Uh, masks will be worn except when you're eating or drinking. Uh, and there are some other things you want to make sure you check. But, Coach, this is this is exciting. I mean, last year, it, there were a lot of things that were hard, but it's not easy without the fans. The fans are a huge part of the experience, the band, the student section, et cetera. Well, our fans are, are really, uh, and I tell this a lot uh, when it comes to recruiting, and uh, a lot of people, our fans are what uh, make this program, I believe. Uh, we've got a special fan base. Uh, from the support we get in the community to on campus to this lunatics on campus. Uh, and it seems like forever that we've been able to have, you know, a normal type uh, setup uh, and crowd. And we're anxious for that to happen on Tuesday night and hopefully get, get this place packed again and rocking. And it's a, just a shape. It's arena as a spell. You know, this time it's a, a great arena to watch basketball. It's a lot of fun, uh, great, you know, energy in it, uh, you know, the, the video boards make it nice, the high-definition video boards. You can go on and on. I, I just think it's a great place to watch a game and for us to play and coach in. And finally, Coach, I parked on campus last night and walked over to the Moto Museum because I had a charity event there. <laughs> but as I was walking in, I could hear off in the distance the national anthem being played at Herman Stadium. The lights were on for the men's soccer team, which beat Dayton by a final of 2 to nothing to advance to the A-10 semifinal. The women play today, going for the A-10 championship. I mean, what a time to be a Billiken. The soccer program is awesome, isn't it? It is. It's very special. Uh, both Coach Shields and, and Kevin are doing uh, just an amazing job. Kevin Kalish, they're just uh, incredible programs. We're pulling for the women today really, really hard, going for a championship uh, at uh, at Dayton. They play UMass. Um, uh, to, to go to the NCAA tournament. And then, uh, as you mentioned, uh, our men ranked uh, very high, undefeated at this point. Uh, take them one at a time, and uh, hopefully uh, they can win the championship as well. Uh, but it's been so much fun to follow follow their programs, so much excitement and energy. And we know St. Louis loves soccer. It's a great soccer place. And uh, uh, both the, win- uh, the women and the men's program have really, really uh, – done extremely well absolutely i would never turn people away from this radio show but in about 15 minutes the women are going to play 11 <laughs> o'clock uh you can watch it on it'll be streamed on espn plus and they're playing umass as coach said uh, the number three against number four slew against umass in the tournament final so good luck to katie shields and her team good luck to travis ford to uh tuesday against central arkansas we'll have it on kmox with bob ramsey and earl austin jr on the call again thank you coach thanks tom appreciate it great to talk to you the head coach of the billikens on kmox darren pang is coming up next to talk some blues hockey with us right after this there's a high fly ball welcome back to the meyer jensen sports on a sunday morning and it's a gutter big fly no Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. 
Well, his little granddaughter, Charlie, celebrated a second birthday recently. He's out celebrating on the golf course. He's checking out the St. Louis Blues. He is everywhere. He is Darren Pang, Bally Sports Midwest, hockey analyst, and more than that, he's on TNT. He is the man. How are you, Panger? Hey, Tom, I'm doing fantastic on this beautiful Sunday morning. Hey, listen, I was also on Tom Ackerman's Garage, too. Yes, you were. You were on the Garage Happy Hour and upcoming a release of the Golf Happy Hour, which we'll be putting out here this month with you and Adam Betts at Family Golf Center. In fact, I understand that you're at Meadowbrook right now. Last time I was there, I was starting to feel the margaritas that Pat Maroon was forcing me to drink out on the course. Well, not forcing me. No, he wasn't forcing at all. Patty Maroon's a great member here at Meadowbrook for sure. And, and uh, yeah, it's a, that was a really, really good show, by the way. And, <laughs> uh, the, and, and the other part, those Rosalita margaritas and the chips and salsa are, are absolutely terrific. I uh, appreciate that. And we have a great crew, Marina Horton, Justin Barr, that day with uh, Pat Maroon and Andy Marks was awesome. Darren Pang and Adam Betts coming up. We shot one with Stiefel CEO Ron Krzyzewski, and today we'll be out uh, shooting another episode, which we'll tell you about. So some exciting times right now for the Golf Happy Hour, and Darren Pang's been part of that, and you have also been part of a good run for the Blues here. I mean, I, I think this is a, a nice team, Darren, that actually doesn't have everybody together all at once yet, and that's been a challenge, but they've been able to, to fight through it. Yeah, I think that says a lot about the uh, the closeness of the team. I think it says a lot about, you know, what – the spirit that they have, but I, I think also the fact that uh, Doug Armstrong has put together Tom a really, a really deep club as well. And uh, you know, I think you know, you know you go into training camp and you and you you look at some of the players that they have and you think, okay, if this guy gets hurt or that guy gets hurt, where, where are they going to be? And you know, at this particular point, you know, Ryan O'Reilly misses four games, and and not that the team doesn't miss a beat, but then Braden Shen steps up, then Braden Shen gets hurt, and uh, and actually he's returned back to St. Louis. And then, you know, you've got, you've got other guys that, that, that step up. So, I mean, I think that's the only way you can win in this league, and especially especially with COVID, especially with the uncertainty of, you know, whether they're false positives or positives or players have to leave for a little bit of time. You need to have the depth. And, and clearly, uh, Doug Armstrong's done a great job for Craig Berube and the staff and getting them prepared. But, uh, I mean, anytime you start out this, this fast and furious and put these points in the bank, I mean, that is, uh, that's wonderful to see for sure. The Blues take on Anaheim tonight at 7 o'clock Central Time. They're at the Honda Center where they've been very successful. You know, you look at the defensemen, I really like Jake Wallman, don't you? I mean, he, he has been tough. I, I think they were right on about this guy. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think they were, I mean, first of all, when Jake Wallman was, was drafted, he was known as an offensive defenseman. And then he comes into, uh, you know, then he comes in and, you know, he doesn't quite find his spot, Tommy. He's, we know he's a great skater. I mean, this guy can skate like Paul Coffey could skate. I mean, it's so fun to watch. His edge work and his power is, is it's terrific. Uh, I, I swear he could play left wing on, on this team if they need him. So you, you've got that. But then you, then you say to the kid, okay, you're going to have to find a role. Like, at the time he's breaking in, you've got, you've got the Petrangelos. You even had Shattenkirks. You had, you know, you got offensive-minded players. What are you going to be? Um, and I think he has found a real great niche with this team. And listen, he's not, he's not the one that comes out of the lineup, and for good reason. I mean, Mikola is you know jumps in and jumps out. Now Mikola has been tested positive, so he's out of the lineup. And Portuzo jumps in there. But I mean, Wallman's been a mainstay. And the other thing is, you know, if you're that intelligent on the offensive side of the puck, Tom, you should have the intelligence to defend. And he's figured that out. So he's on the penalty kill. You could easily put him on the point on the power play, and I think he'd be just fine with the with the shot that he has. 
So all in all, I think the Blues have got a keeper right there, and I and I'm I'm real I'm thrilled that he's here. Obviously, when you lose Vince Dunn to the expansion draft, you lose a, a kid with some, you know, maybe some more offensive instincts in him. But I think the all-round game of Jake Wallman uh, is better suited to the St. Louis Blues than what Vince Dunn's game was. And in our final minute, or final 30 seconds, I'd say, Panger, just what's the key tonight for the Blues to, to get what they need to get, which is a win at Anaheim? Well, the key 30 seconds ago was for me not to think that putt was going right to left. Um, but the for the Anaheim game, they're a young team. They're, they're young. Uh, don't, I would say don't underestimate them. Um, it's not an easy place to play. There's a lot, there, for me, there's not a whole lot of atmosphere there. Um, but they've got some good young draft picks and some good young players. So don't go in there thinking it's going to be an easy game because that's when it bites you in the rear end. How are you doing so far through seven? Doing well. That, that par five here at uh, Meadowbrook's a terrific hole. Adam Micheletti, the son of uh, great broadcaster Joel Micheletti, just knocked it on in two oh. and uh, just, made a, just made a birdie. Missed his eagle putt and made a birdie. So, oh, baby. Um, yeah, I'm, one, I'm two over, I think. One over. I'm one over at this point. Have a good round, my friend. Look forward to the game tonight. Thanks. Absolutely. Great to hear from Darren Pang. Back after the news. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better, because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 